Hello and welcome listeners to the Dispatch Podcast, where each episode we will dive into a new aspect of student life here at James Bowie High School. My name is Savannah Riggins. And I'm Charlotte Schwarty. And we will be your hosts today. Joining us today in this podcast is sophomore Camila Diaz. Today we'll be diving deeper into the inspirations and influences of a songwriter. What's your most meaningful song and why is it meaningful to you? <sighs> I mean, there's a few that come to mind immediately. Um, I wrote a song about parasocial relationships because, you know, I am a part of a friend group that deals with them a lot. We, we like a lot of, um, musicians and celebrities that, you, you know, it's it, the culture that we're a part of is very, um, delusional, I guess. And I love like, it, minus the toxicity of it, it can be very like nurturing and beautiful but I wrote about the danger of it because a lot of people don't really take that seriously. Like they don't see it as actually dangerous, which when it can be. So I wrote a song about that. Um, I also wrote one about um, um, morticians, like people that like would take care of dead bodies. They would, you know, take advantage of the corpses. And it's just, especially like, male morticians to you know female corpses and I thought that was like absolutely horrible and I'm like if we can't even expect to rest in peace safely why the hell do you think that we would meet you in public or talk to people and and it it brought up this idea in my head that's like you know people think some some people men a lot of the time are like what what do you have to be afraid of the gender pay gap it's not real maybe you were oppressed but you weren't now it's like okay we can't even die without being taken advantage of sometimes so you know it's really grim but it needs to be spoken about and i feel like i as a as a person as a you know an artist like that we have the opportunity to shed light on things like that and that's a big responsibility (laughs) You said parasocial. Could you define that for us? In my um, in my experiences, parasocial relationships oftentimes can be they have different intensities. Um, the main one that you'll find today is within um, fan bases and, uh, for instance, um, pop stars or actors. Um, you feel closer to them, like you know them personally, because they do share bits and pieces of their lives, especially with social media and and their art. Um, their art is like a big way to see people for who they really are, especially if they write their own music and about their life experiences. Like, for instance, if you want like to look at a really big one today, Taylor Swift, her, um, her music is big and she speaks on her real life experiences. So people do feel closer to her. They feel an emotional connection, even though most fans and most people have never actually met her. They feel close to her. And it can be seen in like actors, K-pop, like especially K-pop. That's that's basically what parasocial relationships are, uh, a closeness without, you know, the closeness of physical vicinity, basically. Or like um, celebrities that you feel closest to. Oh, I try not to get, like, because I've seen how badly it can turn out. I try not to get too close to them. People that I feel, like, emotionally attached to their music, maybe. Um, I, like, like, I really, I'm really attached to, like, Hosier, um, Stray Kids. Uh, I really like, I'm really liking Chapel Rowan's music lately. And 
Zalita. She makes like really powerful sapphic love songs. It's it's beautiful. I love her music very much. So yeah, um, I feel very attached to those musicians. I guess. Um. So how does like songwriting? How has it allowed you to learn more about yourself? Okay, I started this a few like months ago. It hasn't been a full year of songwriting, but I feel like I'm. I, I'm a fast learner. I, I've been told I'm a fast learner in that, like, I memorize things pretty quickly. I I can identify patterns and roll with it. So as I'm learning this, this is one of the things that, like, I haven't, I haven't started a new thing in a very long time. It reminded me that, like, songwriting, because I've, I've always wanted to do it, but I never really had the time or the, the I never thought I could really, the confidence to pursue it, you know? And, and then I just started doing it because I was like, if it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen, but I want to try. So it's just like, it was a reminder that like things are going to be hard and you're going to have to learn new things to survive, especially if you want to be like an artist of any kind. You have to learn new trades. I want to be that kind of person. Some people like to stick to one art form. Totally valid. I'm not that kind of person. So, you know, if I want to survive, I have to learn new things. It's a, it's learning about myself it's learning about my limits and how much I've actually been through I I'm a pretty happy person I'm like I'm I'm anxious in my OCD definitely like which um it it affects my mental health but being able to write about it has helped especially without you know being able to have therapy It, it really did help me especially and it helped me unpack like who I am and like all the pain that I've been through without knowing that I've been in pain, you know? I think you've covered a little bit of this, but mm-hmm. why does songwriting mean so much to you? Oh, okay. Well, I was, I don't know. It was a, it was like a recent coming to God moment, I guess, where it was just like, I have so many things. I'm an, I'm happy, but I'm also an angry person. I'm a very angry person. It's more low key anger. I'm not like, throwing things at desks I'm not cursing at teachers I'm just I'm I'm angry because I have to be you know I'm I have to be angry because if I'm not angry and I'm just complacent then nothing's ever going to change putting it out in song realizing that I can verbalize my emotions I do that in art and I do that in my songwriting and it's just it feels really damn good to know, like, especially if I put it out one day that someone could feel the same thing. I often felt very isolated in my emotions. So being able to share my art with people and with the like other artists is just, and have them relate. Wonderful. It's a good feeling. Um, How has your heritage like influenced your music? I love, I love my heritage. I'm a very, very proud Latin woman. And I'm a, I'm a very, pl- I'm, say, I'm not going to say woman. I'm just a very proud Latin person, just in general, uh, regardless um, of my gender. I, I often, I don't, I don't see that much Latin music. Like, lately, it's been, like, we've had an explosion with, like, Rosalia, Bad Bunny, um, you know, Olivia Rodrigo, even if she doesn't, like, put, you know, Spanish in her songs, yeah. she's still Latina, and she's out yeah. here, and she's making music, and everybody's, like, going to, everybody's streaming her music and everything, like, and same with Bad Bunny, he's a Puerto Rican guy, I'm per Puerto Rican, uh, it's influenced it in that 
it's it's given me a drive to go forward and it's given me different ideas and perspectives um and different language to put in my songs you know um my my culture my identity it it deserves to be told these stories and you know my parents that have fought for so much and have done so many amazing things they deserve they deserve a little time in the spotlight so <laughs> what audience do you hope your songs are reaching oh or just like angry people of color and queer people, just people that are like so done with the way that things have been. And I know that I'm like, I haven't been in the most amount of pain. Like I've been, I've been poor before. I I don't remember it that well. I was a child, and then my parents got like very good jobs, and we're very blessed in that sense. Um, but I do know that there are people that are going through like are going through harder times than me and I hope that even if I can't entirely relate that maybe that my music can be an outlet for or like an inspiration maybe and that's pushing it I'm I haven't released anything but that it could that it has the potential to to be an outlet or a source of you know oh this person gets me relatability you know I hope um you mentioned like a specific group of people mm -hmm. that you're targeting like mm -hmm. how do you plan on targeting like what kinds of things are you incorporating in your music to like reach those people um okay if if i had to like actively try to find those people i mean the way that i the way that i try to carry myself every day is like i'm trying to live with like with less fear and more determination and i'm trying to put that in my music of like stick it to the people that hurt you and the biggest revenge that you can have is your own personal happiness and I want to put that in my music and have Spanish in it to be like yes you don't have to be grateful all of the time for your place here you're allowed to feel like things are wrong and still be grateful for what you have so you know I <laughs> just speaking about who I am and where I came from so you say you're not going for like financial success, but if there is any sort of success you're hoping to reach with your songs, what is that? I, I, I measure success. Like I know like oftentimes with this business, especially it's a, it gets monopolized mm -hmm. extremely easily, which is, you know, like if that's what people want to do, do it. Um, you have a responsibility to do it ethically, I will say. And I, I'm trying to do that in the most ethical way possible. Like it to do this like in a very mainstream way, it takes a village. So, and especially if you're getting profit, it takes a village. So, it's like it so I want to do it in like the most ethical way possible. I'm not aiming for huge financial success. That's never what I wanted. What I have wanted is to reach as many people as possible. Oh, yeah. You said it takes a village. Who is your village? Um, quick shout out, I guess my mom obviously and my dad they have always supported my passions and what i what i do my um fine from the financial side of it from the like making sure that i have all the like the best resources that he thinks that i could need he has like the means to to bring them and he and he likes bringing them because he knows that like if his children are set up, then he doesn't have to worry anymore. And my mom is the same way. She she's more like from the emotion. She's more from like the emotional side, in that she supports my heart and she stays there. And she's just like, you can do this. School of Rock, get it. Um, the kids there too. 
um, they nurture each other. It's a it's a very very lovely community. Um, you mentioned before <laughs> like being neurodivergent. Mm, How was yeah. that like hindered or helped you um, in your music? Okay, I've always been like a very picky, detail oriented person. Not in like like if you walk into my room, it's a mess. But I know where things are, and so it's it like if it works for me, it works for me. Patterns I pick up on them fast. I am a perfectionist to my detriment, but also to my benefit. It's affected my songwriting in that I look back on these words and I immediately second guess myself. But when something works, it works. So it's just like, yes, this is exactly what I need to say. And this is how I want to say it. So it works sometimes. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. And I know immediately. So it, it helps like to cut out the middleman even though like maybe the middleman has a few points and my brain just won't let me really see that because it doesn't sound right the first time. But, you know, pushing through that and also using it to my advantage has been a really eye-opening experience for me. Of all the you described yourself as a survivor. If you're comfortable, can you elaborate on that? Sure. Um, I mean, like, like trigger warning, by the way. Um, I've had... An, an eating disorder of sorts like I can't eat specific foods if I've never tried them and liked them before like it's it's eating disorder adjacent I don't we've never found like a really good diagnosis for it we suspect it's part of my OCD but you know so you know sometimes I've been too picky to eat things around me and I've I've almost passed out because of it I've been I've been bullied before um, for my hair, my name, you know, my, like, the way I carry myself. My brain has bullied me. Like, it did bully me relentlessly. I thought about, you know, ending it all when I was around 13, but I didn't, and I'm still here. I survived the, the monsters inside my head. I survived ugly, ugly people, and I survived you know succumbing to all of that at the same time i survived like the physical of being better it's never gotten me to like the brink of death or anything but it is a scary thought and pushing through it is it's hard but you know i don't like to i don't like to dwell on it to be like oh yes look at me and my and how and how much i've been through i'm so sad i am sad but it's not something that i need to be pitied for everybody's got pain it's okay and does that like influence your music in any way? And do you hope that Uh-oh. it reaches people who are struggling the same thing? Absolutely. I hope that whoever hears this feels like if they hear my music, if they hear what I have to say, if they feel that that loss and that loneliness, I feel like it's just as valid as like a power anthem. I feel like they can have the same effect of like, I feel these things. And someone halfway across the world that wrote this song felt the same thing it's it it makes it feel less lonely it's the same as like a power ballad of like i'm allowed to feel good about myself and and that can happen with sad music or angry music yeah i hope that i get to write about it and you know make it make sense because i struggle with being able to like verbalize my feelings and writing is helping i hope that someone feels it and feels safer and like they're not alone anymore Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dispatch Podcast. And don't forget to check out the other podcast episodes.